All right. This is uh, Conscious of Crazy, man. Kind science, you know, with knowledge. You know, a crazy definitely ain't crazy the world is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? The news, all the media, all that. That's crazy. But uh, got a powerful um, member of the family. You know, um, I'm saying I had him on before. You know, we chopped it up at a powerful conversation too two podcast episodes I put together, you know, um, sometimes it'd be one powerful conversation. I got to split it up into two, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, introduce yourself for the family and uh, definitely brother, you know, we, we about to get into it. <laughs> about to get into the info. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, first and foremost, I appreciate you for having me on your platform again, brother. Um, much love. Ubuntu. I am because you are. Uh, for those who don't know, peace, peace, black family. I am brother Hassan. Um, just another liberated mind trying to free the people. Uh, I'm an author of the children's book, Haiti and Her Friends, which highlights Haitian history and connects it to African-American history, foundational Black American history or ADOS history, um, because we are connected. We are linked as a people. Our history goes back um, many, many of years. Uh, so I'm very proud of that work. Um, I also have two documentaries out. That was two lectures that I've done on the hidden history of Haiti um, and how we're connected um, as a people. And that's just simply me, man. A father to my daughters, an African man, liberated mind. Simple. Yeah, man. Definitely, definitely a member of uh, Conscious of Crazy, man. Appreciate your brother Hassan. And uh, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, should we just dive into it? As you, you touched on it a little bit, you know, Haiti, man, you know, uh, so yeah, I noticed your videos and that's, uh, you know, grab my attention, like, yep, let's let's get the brother on. <laughs> you know, um, going to your first opinions on, um, you know, Haiti's president, you know, the organization of that, you know, and, you know, the distractions of the people, you know, I, what was your first feelings when that happened? And I know you, you're gonna dive into it some more. Uh, you referring to the assassination of the, the president? Assassination of the president, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, that that happens from time to time with African leadership. Um, a lot of people may believe that he came in as a puppet and he may have well been came in um, as someone who was being orchestrated by the United States. But what so happens so often is that sometimes our people get a little bit of backbone and they begin to stand up, you know, and that righteous African sense comes back to to who they are and um, they stand up against the European powers. And so I believe that he came in as a puppet. Um, but later on, on his way out, he decided to change the narrative a little bit. And that ultimately um, led to his assassination, because as we know, they don't assassinate uh, presidents, especially African presidents or dictators, right, who are doing the bidding and the will of the white supremacists and the European powers. So one of the things that this president um, was vehemently against was the vaccines. Exactly. He wouldn't allow the vaccines in the country. A lot of people might say, oh, that's stupid. You know, you you reaching, you know, you you taking it a step further. Well, that's not the only thing that he was, you know, trying to orchestrate. Um, but that's one of the main things that was being pushed uh, by the United States is getting those vaccines uh, within that country. And uh, he vehemently uh, went against that because Haitians, being Africans, um, are very close to nature. Exactly. And so, you know, uh, a lot of people may not know, but Haiti had the lowest rate of coronavirus in the world, not exactly. just in the Caribbean, but in the world. And so it made no sense to have the world, Craig. <laughs> it's like, oh, the world, Craig. Oh, yeah, the world. world, Craig. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 
that was that was one of the main reasons that he was assassinated. Yeah, man, it, it, it was um, you know diving into it and the thing about nature. I just seen a piece on um, how um, certain fruit fruits, you know, is natural uh, birth control, you know, and uh, you know that's something to think about. And we be we've been we've been so attached from nature, we don't even know, <laughs> you know, how nurturing it is. Things have been shifted so much, but uh. And, um, yeah, actually, um, uh, neem, neem is actually a spermicide. Um, mm -hmm. if you get it, if you get it like in a liquid gel form and you put it in the female's area, it, it's actually a spermicide. So mm -hmm. neem is is used um in that way. That's deep. Yeah, yeah. man. And your your knowledge of Haiti, man, because uh, you know, French, you know, they they messed over Haiti. You know, Haiti was a thriving country. You know, mm -hmm. I guess you, you could dive into that for the people because people don't understand how important the uh, minerals and, you know, a lot of resources came from Haiti, of course, that was stripped away. As we know, even in America, one of my favorite, uh, it's like a map more than a book, but it's called Pyramids in America. And it says prehistoric society. So um, what's your gems on that you found out about Haiti, you know, with the, the knowledge that you found out in your, your um your lectures and et cetera, as you have on Haiti? Well, it, it just wasn't Haiti that attacked, excuse me, it just wasn't the United States that attacked Haiti um, yeah. economically and through sanctions and things like that. It was every European power. So yeah. Haiti, it was up against France, up yep. against the United States, up against uh, Germany, um, up against Spain at one point. Um, and these battles have been taking place since 1804, since they became the first um, black Republic, if you want to call it a Republic, or the first Black empire or kingdom, or first free Blacks in the Western Hemisphere. Um, they've been up against uh, these powers since Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson was vehemently against Haiti. He, he, he called uh, Toussaint a cannibal, you know, and that he, he believed that, and what's so interesting about that is that if it wasn't for the Haitian Revolution, Thomas Jefferson wouldn't be able to buy what we now call Louisiana, and Missouri all the way up to Canada because it was the Haitian Revolution that allowed Thomas Jefferson to actually buy that land in the first place. Um, but he vehemently, you know, uh, hated Haitians. He sided with Napoleon and he wanted to put them uh, back in slavery um, because that was an example to be set. And that's what Haiti and Ethiopia uh, essentially is still suffering for from the example that they set during the colonial period because Haiti was the only place in the world where slavery was not allowed nor tolerated. And yep. Ethiopia was the only African country to never be fully colonized. And so if you always hear them say Ethiopia is the poorest country in Africa and Haiti is the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. And that's done by design because those countries were set as examples of what black people can do when they come together. Now yep. to fully answer your question, um, you've had attacks on Haiti by the United States from 1915 to 1934, where you had the United States government going and occupy Haiti for roughly tw about 29 years. Um, and at that time period, the United States was going through the Great Depression. Well, a lot of people don't know that it was the money stolen from Haiti that uh, rejuvenated the stock market that brought mm -hmm. um, the Great Depression uh, to a halt in the United States. Um, a lot of people, maybe because of their lack of st studying history or time dynamic 
don't understand, and, and, and I really want to clarify this for people to take this and, and say, I don't know what I'm talking about, that, right. that the, the money that funded the United States to be what it is today did not come from chattel slavery. Mm. A lot of people get that confused. They say, well, slavery is what made America what it is. No, slavery in this United States, what we call the United States today, is what made Europe what it is. Yeah. What made Europe what it is, right? It is colonization of the Caribbean and other countries that made the United States what it is. And let me let me further elaborate for people, you know, um, say I'm reaching. Uh, slavery in the United States lasted from the 1600s up until 1776, when um, Great Britain was defeated by what we now know as the United States, the 13 colonies. So between that time period, you had on, on the eastern part of the United States, you had the 13 colonies. Yep. And all that money went to Europe, right? Then you had the middle of the United States, which was owned by the French. All that money from slavery went to the French. Then you had the western part went to the Spanish. All that money went to Spain. Yep. When the United States won their independence in 1776, yep. they then inherited slaves. This is why when you go to Louisiana, you hear the plantations, they have French last names, Destrehan, yep. et cetera, et cetera, right? Because they inherited that. Slavery under this United States government only lasted 80 something years. Yeah. Only lasted 80 something years. So when they came out of that, they began to move westward, right? And then they created what is called the Monroe Doctrine that was signed, that was written by James Monroe, who was a president, who said that no European power can interfere. When I mean European power, I mean from Europe. No yeah. European power can interfere in the Western Hemisphere's business. And so they then began to colonize um, the Caribbean with the Monroe Doctrine. They went into Haiti, they went into Cuba, they went into Puerto Rico, and they extracted the wealth from those places and brought it back to the United States. And that's what made the United States rebuild after all those things. Now, don't get me wrong, there's elements where you had Africans in America who was going through what is called um, indentured servitude and yeah. uh, uh, these convict leasing things. So I'm not saying that, that it wasn't generated. I'm saying the bulk of it came out of um, the Caribbean. And so just to bring it full circle, uh, these European powers began to attack Haiti because of the disruption of what it did during the slave trade and therefore after. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all that information, you know, lost throughout times, you know, certain, certain um, it's been taught, you know, illusions been, you know, made, you know, of uh, the real, the real truth. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a shame. Yeah, man. Yes. Because um, yeah. I, I know there's some smoke going on with uh, us in Cuba. What's your feelings on that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, I totally believe that for, for, for so many years, I took pride in Cuba um, being self-sufficient, being a country that basically locked itself off from the whole world and was able to survive without even much as tourism that was able to thrive on their own. Um, even though, you know, um, the white Cubans would say that they were being oppressed, right? They, they, they liked Batista better. Batista was before Castro. And mm -hmm. he was a, a mulatto who put the whites first and the blacks super last. Yeah, and so Obama. when Castro came, <laughs> I'm sorry. I said Obama, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when Castro came in, he created, and watch quotation marks, he created some form of socialism. 
which was supposed to make everybody equal, right? Um, and then because the United States blocked them out, we then know that they go into a form of communism and they depend on Russia very heavily, right? So all these things that Cuba has done, also sending troops to go fight in Africa, to decolonize Africa. A lot of people may not know Castro did that. Um, he was very cool with a lot of, of, lot of revolutionary leaders. Now, why he may have did it, am I saying Castro isn't a racist? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that he may have done it for uh, strategic reasons to get back at the United States and European powers, but nonetheless, you know, he may have contributed to decolonizing Africa. Um, so when he said all that, I say that it's, it's sad, it saddens me to see Cubans now who have been self-sufficient for so many years begging for the United States to come in and colonize them. I know that was a long answer. Oh, no, but we yeah. haven't chopped it up, we haven't chopped it up in a while. So I had to I had to get it all out, brother. Yeah. And some people don't know, um, you know, Sir Isaac Newton, he invested in uh, slave ships and all this information. And, you know, it's all that everything lost throughout time, you know, and, um, you know, Benjamin Banneken, of course, designed uh, mm. DC, all this information lost throughout time. And, um, man, what you feel about um, the programming and the negative programming that, that we have um we have channeled and pretty much, you know, the negative TV channel we got on <laughs> constant TV channel, you know, the negative, what you feel about that? And like, I feel like it's figures that is pushing a narrative, the Kevin Samuels, uh, all of that, man. Like what, what you feel on the programming that the community is going through? Cause I feel like um, the ear gates and the eye gates are very important. So we could be very vegan, cool. we could be vegan but we put in, <laughs> you know, power, we put in uh, <laughs> empire, all these negative imageries, you know, the program, this programming 101 repetition, you know, is everything. What's your viewpoints on all that, man? I mean, Europeans have studied this very well. Um, they understand that, you know, the subconscious is 20 times uh, more powerful than the actual conscience. Yep. Um, they are aware that if someone is singing a song, within five minutes, you might begin to sing that melody, right? They've done studies where they see that people who, has, who have Alzheimer's, full straight out dementia, can't even remember their own name, can remember a melody. Yep. Can remember a melody, they, they can hum their favorite song, right? So that's how powerful this music and imagery is, right? Um, they understand this. They understand the power of mimetic ideations about seeing things and then recreating them. I've had a conversation with a brother uh, because I'm, I'm Haitian, right? I'm, I'm Haitian. My mother's Haitian. My father was born in Haiti, but my grandfather traces back to the continent. Um, so I am a first generation Haitian or immigrant black person in this country. So I have a conversations with my brothers and sisters who are five generations, six generations here in the United States, African-American, ADOS, Foundation of Black Americans, however they want to identify. I want to respect however they want to identify. So I want to properly say all the terms so they can understand I'm speaking about this particular group. Yeah. And so I have a brother who's African-American and he was like, man, you know what, man? You know, y'all be jocking us. Y'all be don't y'all be liking us, but y'all be wanting to copy our culture. Mm. And I said, don't say that, brother. Don't say that. Because what you are referring to as black culture is not black culture. That's white supremacist culture. I said, what black culture means to me is the Cosby's. What black culture means to me is black Wall Street, two family homes, 
black men being righteous, black men fight. What you're saying is black culture is, is black people practicing white supremacy. Let me further elaborate on that. Exactly. When we look at when we look at what people put up and say is black culture, it's designer clothing, it's sagging your pants, it's uh uh the 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 hip hop era type of thing, right? Exactly. That all supports white supremacy. We buying the jewelry from the from the air from the Arabs. We buying this from the Asians. We buy and they're promoting this stuff. They're promoting colorism. So I was trying to explain to the brother, that's not your culture. That's not what foundational Black American culture is about. Ida B. Wells, that's foundational Black American culture. Exactly. Harry the Tubman, that's Black founder. Like, don't say that. Don't say this is what we do in that. That's not Black American culture. That's not what I'm going to accept it as. And exactly. he he got he got offended with me. He's like, but you ain't even Black American. I was like, but that ain't what I'm taking. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. not what the culture is. Um, and so, and I told him, I said, brother, if this culture that you're referring to, the culture we have today, was such a powerful, strong culture, it would never have left the United States. Mm. These white supremacists would have never left, let never let it circulate around the world. Oh yeah, hip hop global number one. For it would not. It would never. It never. It would have never left the Bronx. Exactly. You know why? Because, and and, and, I, and I'm talking about the what we talking about now. Excuse me, talk about what we're talking about now, not then, not then. Talk about exactly. now. Exactly. It would never have left. And the reason why they, they allow it to spew around the world the way they do is because it paints black people in a certain a certain light, number one. And then it, it, it affects other black people to think this is cool. I want to be like this. And I want to do like this. So when you go to Africa and you see Crips and Bloods, and when you go to to, to Holland and you see Crips and Bloods, yeah. you see that effect of that. Right, so if, if 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 white people did not know that it was going to be damaging to other black people, they would have never they they would never let it shoot out around the world like that. They would never promoted it and do. Now I'm not talking about the foundational hip hop, the Queen Latifahs and De La Soul. Yeah, high high infinite power healing our people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. I'm talking about this shit now. Yeah, the bullshit right? so that's now. Not black, that's not <laughs> yeah. black culture to me. Yeah. That's not black culture. And I probably may not be the one to speak on it because I am a, a first generational immigrant. I want your family. Inside <laughs> in and studying black American culture, that's not black culture to me. Exactly. I I, I grabbed the mic for you. Like, yeah, it ain't. I've been here, born and raised, Ohio, born and raised, generations, and you know, from Mississippi to Alabama, definitely. Sagging is like one of my favorite uh comedians, Eddie Griffin. Sagging is fagging. That shit ain't <laughs> that shit never really represent even um even to tie back like this twerking and all that, that ties back to, you know, West, West African, you know, West Africa. So it, it's some origin, but things got shifted and everything turns into the negative, just like the swastika, you know, that shit got took and twisted. Yeah. <laughs> Literally yeah, turn no. it, turn it is negative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, one of my colleagues, she always says that in, in the infinite science, two things can be true at one time. Mm. Two things can be true at one time. Right. So, yeah, it's true that in Africa, our women twerked. Right. But they twerked for a cultural, spiritual, more divine reason than why we're doing it over here in the West. Exactly. So two two things can be true at one time. Right? People always say, well, we do it in Africa, but it's different. Yeah. It's totally different. You know, so two things can be true at once. Yeah, man. And, um, you know, and just to tie back, you know, hip hop, you know, we we got all these labels, you know, bad boy entertainment but you know we got p diddy but he doesn't he doesn't own sony <laughs> it's, like, it's backed by sony and you know the you know just like every other 
you know, aftermath, you know, it's all whitewashed behind the scenes. They just, yeah, they, they sit at home just collecting the, collecting the money, man. But yes, yeah, man, what's your feelings on all of these? I feel like it's a lot of, um, sadly, it's figures that, um, that are definitely in influencing the culture. And I feel like possibly negatively instead of like individuals like you, me, uh, the goddess, um, a couple queens on IG, I'm familiar with their content is uh, definitely good information. You know, um, what you feeling about all these these in individuals that are running, you know, running away, taking people's uh, train of thought. I feel like the Kevin Samuels. I feel like it's all a form of control. I feel like he's cousins with Tyler Perry. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> no, he's he not cousin. I, I feel like he oh, is. Okay. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Like he's his cousin from <laughs> from somewhere <laughs> from Oakland. Okay, but nah, man, I feel like um, it's all distractions in a way. And like, I'm, I'm always like, I feel like with men, we can we can not like an individual, but we can agree from a distance sometimes. And uh, some points he has, but overall, I don't mess with it. <laughs> it's like, right. it's like what, what's your feelings on all these, uh, I feel like uh, individuals rising, you know, all these influencers versus um, I feel like leaders. I think it's a thin line between social media social media influencers versus actual leaders that are positive for our people. What you feel, man? What you feel about these these distractions we got roaming around in the culture? <laughs> um, number one, I think that it has its place. Mm -hmm. um, he has his audience, right? People tune yeah. in to see what he has to say. Um, I don't think the same people tuning in to listen to him are going to be the same people tuning in to listen to me. Um, same for me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, he has his audience that that caters to, uh, he caters to what they want to hear. Um, do I think it's positive for the community? No, I think for Kevin Samuels in general, I think that he's meeting people where they are. Um, mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that he's saying things that truly are general, generally true in 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 life, in in reality, in the dating scene. Some mm -hmm. men don't want to date women with children. You know, the same way some women don't want to date um, men with children. Like, yeah. I know when I tell women, oh, yeah, I got two girls and they're they're in my life. It changes the dynamic a little bit. Right. And women don't like to admit that. But it's true. It changes the dynamic a little bit because it's like they're used to some guys having children and seeing them once in a while. So the majority of their time goes to the girlfriend, but not to their children. And for me, it's the opposite way. So it, it, works, it works both ways, where some men don't want to date you know, uh, women with children, and some women don't want to date men with children. Um, again, he caters to his audience, um, and he's meeting people where they are. Uh, for me, he's giving advice uh, about the data scene in general. For me, yeah. I want to change the data scene, exactly. right? I want to change the way we view dating relationships and how we move into relationships. He's just telling you how to navigate through it, and that's okay. That's what he knows. He's not in the conscious parameters. I don't think he is. No, um, yeah. Yeah, and I think he's just provided what he knows from where he's at. Um, I always say, you know, you can teach, you only can teach from where you can sit. And a few years ago, shit, I would say 2001, I was like, my pro-black ain't anti-white. You know what I'm saying? But now you won't get me to say that. So, exactly. I mean, you can only teach from, from where you at. And so he's just doing the best he can do from where he's at. Exactly, man. I feel like, um, man, I... I feel like what's your feelings that that's wrong with our um 
our dating uh our dating scene man i feel like the community aspect because like he, he he had a point like yeah you 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 uh you asked the sister to smile like you you gotta you can't be just hey forcing like yeah like sometimes they don't smile it's not like a community thing like we ain't making a sandwich like we used to <laughs> right 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 what you what you feel about that because i feel like it's an imbalance and i see it man it's, you know yeah it, it it happens and that's why i'm definitely taking my time like yeah i ain't rushing nothing man i've been been through the fence (laughs) let me tell you man this dating scene ain't no joke but i don't even want to get off my personal bit but um yeah so for me the problem is always going to trace back to white supremacy hands down um but i think a lot of women don't want to admit how influenced they are by social media television and music now you can get a few men to admit yeah maybe that is a little bit of my influence i get it but women are sternly and firmly under the belief not all i'm generalizing not all sorry ladies, yeah. not all but most women are sternly and firmly under the belief this is what i like this is what i want treat me like this and they don't think that those cinderella movies that they watched growing up had some impact on them you know I'm what i'm saying they don't think that those uh uh Little Red Riding Hood, whatever romantic movie you can think of from Disney has some type of effect on them. And that I've actually had a woman tell me one time, we were going through an argument and she lived uh, quite a distance away. It was a long distance relationship. And she was like, I thought you was going to drive over here. And I was like, what? Girl, you stayed 12 hour drive? She's like, that, that's what they did in the movies. And I was like, we do uh, old movies, baby. Yeah, not the movie. Yeah, like, uh, Broody and the Beast. I feel like uh, some girls like the bad boy. He's like the Beast. He, I'm gonna work out the Beast. Like he's gonna right. nah. He, he's a Beast now. <laughs> right. It's like he might. Yeah, he might just be a Beast for for a little while. You can't change. And, and <laughs> some women don't want to admit that. They don't want to admit that their that their idea of love and relationships have been shaped by um, the society in which they live. And yeah. it's been shaped by the music and the television. They literally think this is what I like. This is what, and they they, they don't take in conception. I'm not saying all women, not exactly. all, but a lot of them. They don't take conception. Like I have a theory, right? And it's called the Stefan. It's called the Stefan effect, mm. right? Yeah. And it's basically modeled after Steve Urkel and Stefan Arkell. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Same person. Same person. Right. Yeah. Glasses, nerdy pants, all stood up. Love Laura to death. Could not Man. get a date with Laura. Would have gave her the world, right? Yeah. All he did was put on some Versace, made his voice a little smoother. You know, tilted his hat a little bit. Whatever he did. Love the glasses. Person. Yep. <laughs> Same person. Same person. <laughs> so what was happening now with with men is that they're realizing not all men, but they're realizing that women go for a certain type of men. Yeah. yeah, that over masculine, I bust a nigga in the head type of man, that dope boy type of man, yeah. that I'm getting money type of man. So you have a lot of dudes out here who won't raise like that. They won't raise that type of energy. They didn't have to be like that, but they're becoming like that because they understand that's what the women like. That's yeah. what attracts the women. Like the city girl said, they said, "What type of man you like?" She said, "Dope boy," and the yeah. man said, "Not not a hard worker." She said, "A dope boy." Yeah, so we have I want that. a Birkin bag. I want a Birkin bag. It's like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> we have yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of women don't want to admit that. A lot of men don't want to admit that. Like, I see a lot of dudes now, I'm like, yo, dude, your parents send you to Catholic school. 
what you got two Glocks in your waist for? Like, you went to the greatest prestigious school I could think of, bro. Like, what are you doing? Exactly. You ain't never yes. had to eat hot dogs and noodles and noodles and mayonnaise sandwiches. Like, that wasn't your life. But you want exactly. to be that because you want women and people to attract you. So a lot of us are living fake. We're living in a fake reality. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a show. A uh, fake reality. Yeah, man. Uh, this show called The Shy. And, I, you know, it's a lot of programming. I, I peep little things. And then, of course, like power is little things, you know, that shift. You know, people want to take a shift out of nowhere. This, uh, like this kid named Tariq, you know what I'm saying? His family provided everything. They had a penthouse, all that. Like, he wanted to turn to the streets for no reason. Like, hey, man, your father wants you to go to school. Like, <laughs> you want right. to be in street life. Now he got, like, a couple bodies on it. Like, it's a crazy show, man. <laughs> it yeah. shows you, uh, it shows you, um, you know, adolescence is serious, man. It's when the programming, you know, the development, you know, it's all development, man. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. No, no. And, and I work with children. I've been working with children for quite some time. Yeah. Um, but in working with children, I can tell you that it'll be one summer, you know, you're a little JJ. The next summer pass, you J-Rock. I'm like, whoa, what happened to the little sweet little JJ I used to, to play with? And, 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 and he used to watch these little spinny games. Like, it's, it, it really, the white supremacy, it hits you at a certain age, and you just get gone. Oh yeah, you get gone, especially in young boys. You can see it in young boys when they hit that, when they hit that trigger, and it's just yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I see it yeah. all the time, man. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Um, it, yeah, it's 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 rough out here. Um, it's a certain mind state that's been programmed. Like I know, so yeah, I got seventeen seventeen hundred dollar purse. Like oh okay okay. Right. <laughs> How your portfolio look, queen? It's like. Right. <laughs> it's like it's like, yeah, man, it'd be like that, man. It's it's a crazy, it's a crazy um realization. Um, you know, when you come to it's like, yeah, it's it's um it's 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 low options out here for you know, it's like certain, you know, certain lanes we gotta gotta swerve into, but it's it's very difficult out here. For, um, yeah, no, no, no. The day uh me and a coworker uh of mine, we have a we have a joke, a running joke, and uh she says uh the dating pool got pee in it. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the dating pool got pee in it. Um, might, got a, might got a snicker bar floating in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm the dating pool is really, really, really bad, man. Um, it gets to a point where nobody is authentic anymore. Nobody yeah. is their true selves anymore. Um, I am under the firm belief that America and people who live in America are yeah. probably some of the most narcissistic people you would ever meet in your life. Oh yeah. Like one of one of the and that includes myself, who was born and raised in America, right? Um, one of the things that America says is God bless America. Like, damn, what about God bless the world? Like, mm -hmm. what, what is God bless? Like, that's that's the motto. God bless yeah. America. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're the greatest nation in the world. And then you ask, well, what makes you the greatest nation? Because everything that 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 says the greatest nation is, is a hypocrisy. Exactly. It's a hypocrisy in itself. Rome fell, Babylon, all that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So living in America can make you very narcissistic. It can make you very about me, very capitalistic. Um, and I had to get back to my Africanness to 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 realize that I was also going on a path too. But um, some people don't want to realize that, and that's why the dating the dating pool 
um, essentially has pee in it. Um, also, we do have to look at it from this perspective as well. As uh, Dr. Amos Wilson says, um, we, when you want to understand a problem, you don't look at the people suffering from the problem. You look at the people benefiting from the problem. So right. whether we like to believe it or not, there are industries benefiting from the fact that we can't maintain a strong, cohesive Black family, right? Like Amazon. Like if we, <laughs> right. If, if we were co Yeah. I'm sorry? I said Prada, Gucci, all them benefiting. Like, yeah, <laughs> independent. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and then, yeah, it's all, pro yeah, it's all by design, man. You know, not one household, multiple households instead of one. It's like, yeah, it's it's messed up. And then. Yeah. No, think, think about, think about if we had a perfect love dynamic as a race, right? That yeah. means child support would go out of business, right? That yeah. means that alimony would go out of business, right? Which means that, you know, um, um, uh, sectioning housing will go out. So there are whole industries dedicated to our failures, not only in life, but in our relationships that people depend on us to fail, to get divorced, to get remarried, child support. It's, it's a whole industry. So they have to, through media, through entertainment, um, put out this, this, this information that we're raised in that's negative in a sense that teaches us how not to love properly so that later on, it can become a whole industry when they can benefit from our uh, lack of love dynamic. Oh, yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. It's, it, 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 it's, it's so much, man. It's, it's funky, man. <laughs> it's, yeah. And, um, and then the tie back, you know, you got Asians, you know, they got a bill, you know, every, everybody's flipping out, you know, stores get shot up, you know, and, they get, they get a bill in within like 14 days, but it's like, yo, the people, the most disrespected people, you know, we, we, we got these, these stimulus. That's might be, a, might be the closest form of a, <laughs> you already know, reparate, reparations that we're going to get. And, you know, ain't, ain't no bill passed, nothing. There's no love here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, for me, um, again, from being an outsider, um, I don't feel that it's any monetary um, number that exactly. can wipe away what these these exactly. rules have done to our mental, yeah, spiritual, exactly. you know, uh, our ancestors. Like, I don't think there's any dollar sign. Like, yeah. I want it in blood. The same way they took it mm. is the same way I want it back. That's the only way that I understand reparations. And that's just from my perspective. Somebody else can feel a different type of way. Right, they might not feel that close to their ancestors. They might, they might feel like I didn't go through that, and that's 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 for them to make that decision. I'm not here to tell anybody how to feel, what to feel. But for me, I wanted it blood. The same way you took it is the same way I wanted back. I represent the red, black, and green, and the red, black, and green doesn't only only mean our blood on the red part. It also means we got to make some blood. We got to shed some blood, right? Yeah. Um, for black people and for the land that we lost. That's just my opinion. That's my perspective. Um, there is no way that we would ever live in harmony and peace um, with the Yorubu. Uh, one of the questions I ask my children is, where does history live? Mm. History lives nowhere other than in the people. Exactly. So, so we write the history. We make the history. We interpret the history. So history lives in us. So there is no way to get over our history because we are our history. Our history lives through us. And yeah. with that being said, even if they gave a million dollars to every African in the United States or in the Caribbean, it still wouldn't be enough. It still wouldn't be enough to, to erase the psychological, spiritual damage they have done to us over so many generations. Um, yeah. I want it in blood. And that's just my opinion. Yeah. That's just my opinion.
Kasha's a crazy man. I definitely agree with you. Let me uh stop.